passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. Ankle Pick Pod, episode 73.5. We're doing a little time traveling again. We're in order, at least, but we're doing some time traveling. We're here Tuesday, a week ahead of UFC 270. But like we mentioned on prior episodes, we're going to try to get out ahead and set the spreads a little bit this year in 2022, allow for some further in-depth taping, a little bit earlier betting for our cappers and uh, not handicapping them along the way from providing you guys, the listeners, some content. So here we are, UFC 270. That will be, what is it, January 22nd at the Honda Center, Anaheim, California. We've got two title fights. Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gan, Brandon Moreno, Devison Figueredo, and really just a fun card up and down. A couple fun ones on the prelims, but we will not get Bogdan Bogdanovich just yet. Reese has got his hand in the air. Reese, yes. I do, sir. I have a question. Um, I notice on Tapology, uh, Francis Ngannou, Cyril Gan, Devison Figueroa, Brandon Moreno, and Greg Hardy, Alexio Linick are listed on the main t- card. Rest are titled prelims. Uh, I'm wondering per your judging, uh, what the other two fights may be, sir, just so I can get my gears turning as we go. Great question there, sir. Thank you, we sir. Have Do what the I can. Three, we have the three fights you mentioned. We have Cody Stamen and Saeed Nurmagomedov. That's looking like going to be, the as of now, the first fight on the main card. And as of today, we've got a fight canceled between Mosar Evalev, Ilya Topuria. I'm just going to do... Luck of the draw. We're doing Hadal Javier, Wellington Terminal. Signed, sealed, delivered. Commissioner. It's good. Commissioner Country Club. Yeah, you can commission something. With that, we've got Reese with a one nothing lead. On you know what? I'm gonna take one more step back. Oh, I thought you were about to take away my win for my sass. (laughs) (laughs) This Saturday, we're gonna be doing something a little bit new. If you listen to prior episodes, you've heard about it. We're going to be coming on live on YouTube. We'll have a link available via Twitter. And we are going to have a little preview of UFC 270. We're going to do that for all pay-per-view cards here at the beginning of 2022, at least. We're going to go live, highlight some of our favorite topics from the preceding week's podcast. 
set Reese and Dan up for some areas they agree on, some areas they disagree on, a little bit more insight into what their cards will end up looking like as will be obviously day of. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. That'll be again noon on noon central on the 22nd of January, Saturday, the day of UFC 270. Anything else you guys want to add? No, just be there, show some love, give your opinions, especially if you disagree with us or agree with us. I'd love just talking to sports. So. And that's that's yeah, an exciting looking, trend for season three. I'm actually really excited about that. Looking to spice some things up. Especially if we have our morning buzz going. Ooh. Oh, great way time. to start the Saturday. Oh, yeah. Proper 12 instead of the cream in your coffee. <laughs> with that. Reese, I, I started to say it, but up one nothing early in 2022. If 2022 is going to get off to any kind of start like 2021 ended, and I'm sure that Danny's going to have a leg up this week. But we will see. So let's get into it. Um, main card starting 9 p.m. Central, by the way. So this is going to be another late night one. Although, I got to say, in... Anaheim, that's not so late. That's only 7 p.m., but we're on Central Time, so it don't matter. Um, first fight that we're going to break down here to set the spread, I mentioned it earlier. We're going to do Wellington Terman and Hidolfo Vieira. That fight will be taking place at middleweight. Reese, one nothing lead on the year. Why don't you kick things off for us? Okay. Interesting one because, I mean, I, I know who's favorite. It's Hidolfo. Adolfo's a guy that you never know what you're going to get. And, and a big part of that is just, you know, this man is a, is, I would say, probably the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner the USC has on their roster. I don't think that's like a, a crazy hyperbolic thing to say. It, the hard part has been his transition, his cardio, his move to full-time MMA. Very young in the sport still. Um. Wellington Turner on the other side is a guy that has left a lot to be desired. And when I've been a lot to be desired, I mean, I have been on Wellington Turner my fair share. He's 25 years old. I've liked this guy. I've liked what he's had. Lost to Andrew Sanchez. Lost to Bruno Silva. Seemed like he had chin issues. Then you got him fighting Sam Alvey and, and literally almost throwing the fight away with so many fouls it would make you puke and making it closer than it need to be. Lost, foot decision loss to Carl Roberson. I don't even know if he's in the UFC anymore. So we got a guy who has yet to show me all the reasons that I'm hyped for him, which is upsetting. Adolfo Vera on the other end is getting subbed in the UFC, which is something that like, what? I, I can't even believe I'm even muttering. Um, but he's still going to be the favorite. The upside on Adolfo Vera is absolutely there. It's just is the rest of the stuff going to come together? I'm betting yes. I think Adolfo's going to be minus 210, Wellington Terman plus 180. Minus 210. I, you, I mean, you said, you said it all. A lot of respect for Adolfo Vieira and the jiu-jitsu competitor that he is. He still has a lot to be desired in terms of mixing it all together. But you're right. He's going to be a favorite. I'm going bigger than you because I like what I saw in the Stoltz's fight and – like you said, well, beating Sam Alvey is just not enough for me it to doesn't count, honestly. forget your yeah, I don't even Bruno Silva, it. Andrew Sanchez, Carl Roberson awfulness. So I'm going to go minus 235 
for Adolfo Vieira. This one opened mid-December all the way up at minus 350 Vieira. And it's actually come back a little bit, but not enough to give the point to Reese. 265 Vieira plus okay. 225 Wellington Terman. I'm okay being off there. I don't I think I made my mistake because I knew I would bet Hadolfo at 215 after I said it. And that's when I knew I fucked up. But Dan, so, you bet Hadolfo at 265. I don't know about that. That, that number nice. starts to scare me. <laughs> I don't know. I might fade Wellington Terman at 265, regardless of who it is. <laughs> yeah, me and you definitely opposite sides of the team Wellington Terman. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're doing a little bit of patchwork, as mentioned, come in a little bit early. But the next fight that we're going to break down here, bantamweight bout, Cody Stamen, Saeed Nurmagomedov, Dan, lead things off. So although Saeed's name is Nurmagomedov, uh, he is not undefeated, as surprising as it sounds, and as it, being part of that family. He actually has a loss to Jaime Barcelos. He's a guy that has actually looked like he has holes, multiple holes in his game, which is interesting for Ernamagomedov. So I don't think this is going to be your standard crazy line. I mean, we only saw Saeed as like a minus 410 favorite against Mark Streigel. Um so I think it's kind of going to be in that same zone, but obviously I'm respecting Cody Stamen. So there's definitely no four and probably no heavy three. I'm going to put it at right around 300. I'm going to go under though. And I'm going to go 290. In, in favor of Saeed. Of Saeed. Oh man. I tell you, I'm under that as well. I think, you know, Oh shit. Sorry. Uh, I, Somehow got to this Calvin Cater card. Let me get to U70 again. Sorry, I'm on typology, not like odds. Um, yeah, Cody Stamen's a guy that I personally, I mean, I like both these guys. I, I don't want that part to get mixed up. But Cody Stamen has had the battle of, he's got just phenomenal competition on his belt. I mean, I know he drew his song and dong. I'm talking more like Marab Davalashvili, Jimmy Rivera, like he's Aljamain Sterling. And, and so his losses don't bother me as much. Said on the other side, I feel like, and, and I might be wrong, has left some for me to be desired. I think it's going to be closer. You did 290. I'm going to go 210, Said Nurmagomedov, 180, Cody Stamen. The second line that Reese has set at minus 210. This one will prove victorious. Saeed Nurmagomedov minus 200 is where it sits today. This one again. Look at that me giving you room too. I I didn't go 285. I went 210. That's the type of sportsmanship you're going to see in 2022 here out of Team Reese. But you know right now. This one did open at minus 245. Don't sleep on chalk. Don't sleep but, on Cody. Don't you? I'm not him. trying to, but it, you, you. I mean, you mentioned the strength of schedule, the Marab, Jimmy Rivera, Song Yudong. I know he Joe. lost those. Those I are know. all of his losses. I know. I, mean, I, know. Like, I know. And most but impressive like, win is Brian Kelleher. But I think he beats. I think he beats uh, Honey Barsolas. That'd be an interesting matchup. It would be. It'd be good. I, I just think Saeed, like, 
we've talked about a lot on this podcast about paying taxes for certain names. And I, I think just the name Dermaga Metal has that effect, even though the results haven't been there, which sucks. I think he's a great, I think he's a phenomenal fighter. I don't want to like brush over that. I just think like, I don't know, tough shoes to fill, you know? Definitely. One, one, this one we know will be on the main card. If COVID allows it to partake, we've got a, Heavyweight bout, Greg Hardy and Alexi Olenek. 1-1, Reese, go for it. Okay. <laughs> this one, I have no idea what this line could be. Here's my thinking. Thinking, Greg Hardy, not what, not he's too new to the sport to be fighting a guy like Alexi Olenek and you feel comfortable. He's just too new. I mean, it's, it's just the fact that no matter how much training he's done in the three to four years or whatever the fuck, I mean, Alexi Olenek has been fighting before Greg Hardy had pubes on his nuts. You know what I mean? It's not close. The problem is Alexi Olenek is 106 and his chin is literally dust right now. And when I'm, I'm not talking like, you're like literally dust. It's not literally, I'm talking like it might actually be dust. I'm not kidding. And you got a guy who had Derek Lewis in brutal positions and is in four submissions. It was just too undersized to sub him. Derek Lewis was too strong and too big. And Greg Hardy is, is cutting to 265. Alexi Olenek should be fighting at, at, at 205. He's just too old to be cutting that weight. So I don't know. If you told me Greg Hardy was minus 200, I'd say I could see that. A quick knockout incoming. If you told me Alexi Olenek was minus 200, like I could get behind that line as well because of the submission aspect. I just... I'm just going to put it closer to even because I really don't know where this is going to be. I'm going to put Alexio Linick as a slight favorite. Will not put my money there. Alexio Linick minus 130. Greg Hardy plus 110. I have no idea. This could be so off. Disclaimer. I, th- I think there's no way that Alexio Linick is a favorite. Um, Greg Hardy is, is so new to the sport. He's getting knocked out, you know, by Tuivasa. Who, he got owned by someone else too. Marcin Tibura. Like, why is Alexio Linick? He's in. I feel like I mean, those are aren't those aren't terrible losses. I'm not trying to be a Greg Hardy defender in any way, shape, or form. Oh He's yeah, one of those fighters that I love to see getting knocked out. But those aren't those have aged pretty well, Tybura and Tuivasa. But the interesting thing is, I think he was a favorite in the Marcin Tybura fight, and it was pretty close to even in that Tuivasa fight. It almost makes me feel like there's some kind of weird tax on Greg Hardy, even though he hasn't done zero zilts nada to deserve it. I just, I don't see how a 44 year old who was a double your money underdog to Sergey Spivak is going to be favored against Greg Hardy. So I'm, I'm going Greg Hardy minus 130, 35, honestly, because okay, I would bet 30. Flip, just to flip. Okay. You see, I just, here's my problem. I, don't Actually, forget it. I wouldn't bet the 30. I'm betting on a finish. Someone's getting finished here. Yeah. That's uh, the 44 year old's going to sleep or Greg Hardy's getting tapped. Those are the. Yeah, I can get behind that. So this one, uh, we kind of spoke to the volatility, right? We spoke that it was probably a finish and it could go either way, which it kind of has already. Opened minus 140 Olenek. It's sitting minus 170 Hardy. That's a decent amount of movement. Yeah, it's a shitload of movement. And I, and I get it. I mean, like, I'm not going to pretend like I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's more just like, it's more just like, I don't trust either of these guys to like not 
fuck up. I mean, I could see Alexi Olenek getting jabbed and put out, but I also could see Hardy getting subbed in the first round. Like, I, I just don't know how to do this one. So, for what it's worth, it looks like it got hammered right at open. It went all the way almost that in the, within the first hour of that line posting. So, yeah, just a stale line. Okay. 2 1 DK. We've got the two title fights remaining. First up, flyweight title fight, the champ Brandon Moreno versus the prior champ Devison Figueredo. Dan, lead things off. So this one, I think I'm going to be able to nail down pretty well. I mean, obviously, just it's the third time they're fighting in a row. Um, so it's pretty easy to just kind of see the trend of you got in the first one, big favorite Figgy, minus 345, ends in a draw where points were deductive. I mean, if we're grading that on a fight, not so much in the 10-9 must system, but just who won the fight, Figgy won it, which led to him being a pretty, not not as big, but a still a pretty sizable favorite, like minus 190, minus 200 in the rematch where he got absolutely dominated. I think we're going to see that line flip on its head. I've got minus 190 Brandon Moreno. I think it's going to be the exact kind. Like, I think that we saw these two fight, these two fought, Everyone in the and their mom saw that Figgy dominated, but they weren't ready to count out Brandon Moreno. So it's minus two hundred. Same thing. Yeah, I just think I'm more closer to even than that. And I, and I love Brandon Moreno. Like I, I really do. He's one of my favorite champions. To be honest with you, great personality, just a class guy too. And, and his hobbies, you know, he loves Legos, and he's just a great loves Mickey Mouse. He's a great dude. I love the dude. The problem is what you said. He got owned in the first one, comes back and owns Figgy. But it's like at this point in their careers, I, I know that Moreno's 27. I don't have an age on Figgy. But it's like that disparity is interesting to me. Like I didn't necessarily – Figgy's 34. It's like how much better are they getting in a year's time? That's the part that's losing me. I think it's going to be closer to like Brandon Moreno minus 160, Figgy plus 140. And even there, I'm not like clamoring to bet, you know? Interesting. Like, do you bet Moreno at 190? I feel like it's a tough sell. I don't bet Moreno at 190, but I'm not sure that I love Figgy without a two in front of him. I mean, we've seen him just struggle with this weight cut to 125 for the last chunk of his career. And you said Brandon Moreno has a seven-year age gap on him. I think that if one of them getting significantly better, it's the younger one. It's Brandon Moreno. I no, I, I agree with that. It's more just like the guy's got two losses in his entire career and a draw, and two of the three of those are against Brandon Moreno. And juicy backpack, juicy Formiga. Yeah, who? Who I love. Big fan favorite of mine. Yeah, me too. Me too. Reese, I want to make sure I got your number right. 160, Moreno? Yeah, for Moreno, yeah. This one is down to the wire. Opened in September, minus 185, Moreno. It's come down, minus 172 is what it's sitting on five dimes. Point Reese. Let's go! By the slimmest of markets. Let's go! Don't play me! Let's go! 2-2, 2-2, two, two, down to the second and final title fight of the evening, the heavyweight title between champ Francis Ngannou and interim champ Cyril Gane 
This one we've talked about for a while. I think at one point we ended up looking at this because we had some talk about it on the pod, but there's been movement. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Reese is going to lead things off. Dan, you're going to get to prices right them. Pick the side. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you did that prefacing because I do remember going over this line. I remember it being closer than I thought. I, I'm just going to put my hand, cards on the table. I remember at the time it, it was closer to even than we thought. And, and it was a shocker. Um, my guess is it's no longer closer to even and that it's gone in the way of Nganu. I just think Nganu is one of those guys that everyone fucking loves reasonably. So gone. Oh, all the same question marks has eight fights, whatever disclaimer. I will probably not be betting this fight. If I were to be betting this fight, like let someone's like, you've got to bet this fight. I probably would be on Gon. I think that Gon has the mobility that someone like Stipe gave Nganu troubles in his first time. And I think that Gon is, is even better on the mat than Stipe and, and more athletic. And, and, but we'll get into that later. Um, I just think that if you went to the average person and you said Nganu's an underdog, or you said Nganu's minus 110, 120, 130, whatever it is, whatever it was, it was something around the 150, 130 range. I don't really remember. I bet that they're hammering Nganu. And so for that, yeah, I mean, they'll respond, oh, he's plus money to not make it out of the first minute because the fight's going to be over in a minute. Yeah. No, not happening. So I'm I'm nervous about this one, but would it be set the spread if it wasn't seemingly a consistent tie here? I don't think it would be, but I'm gonna go for my best shot anyways. I'm gonna go Francis and Ganu minus one sixty. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, that's a lot of steam. I was about to say. Reese had the exact same thought process as me. And I was going to go against my number that I had written down because I, I remember it being really close to even uh, like you just brought up. And I did think that there was going to be some steam that pushes it in the Nganu way. Like you said, he's definitely the bigger name. He's been around for a bit longer. He's got these, I mean, highlight reel after highlight reel giant knockouts. He's known as the heaviest puncher in the history of the sport, but I was thinking it would only go like minus minus one twenty five. I, and I thought that you were going to make me go on Cyril's side because you were going to put me right in that pigeonhole of like minus 120 or something. But I'm going to stick on my number. I like minus 125. I don't think it's steamed up to 60. I think that's at 60. I'm putting a larger wager on Cyril Gahn than I had planned. Yeah, I'd be betting Cyril Gahn at 162. It just, I just I'm thinking where it's at right now. I think I might still bet Cyril Gahn at whatever the plus 110. If really. It's, it's just too much, too much fluctuation at heavyweight for me. But what if I told you guys you could get Inganu at plus one ten? Cyril Gan is your Pull favorite. High. That's the at answer. Minus one thirty. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Color me foolish. Wow. The sharps didn't mess around on this line. Let me tell you. I mean, the sharps took two seconds to beat this line into oblivion. Can you tell me what open was, Kobe? 190 in Ganu. Yeah, there you go. Sharp money just beat this fucker into oblivion. Here's your betting advice coined by me. Take this for every penny it's worth. What you do is you sit and you wait and you wait and you wait 
and you wait and you bet when they're walking to the octagon and all the fucking people are running to the ticket booth to get their Nganu bet in and you get Cyril betting. I don't hate that strategy. Sorry, I was rushing to sneeze. So I was quick to, I just fucking chopped off what I was saying like a fucking gate. As, as, a, as a casual, really I think that I'm going to be looking at that Nganu line with a plus in front of it and wondering how I'm not going to bet it. So and I if think that, that doesn't tell you everything you need to know. I don't know. What well, I, Reese, I think your strategy, if I, 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 it sounds like that gone number, it can only go more and more favorable. But DK, first win of 2022. 1-1 on. on the board. Can I get a poha to close us up? A week and a half early of UFC oh. 270. Yes, sir, you can. You can have my hardest poha for my first one of the year, first of many. It's going to be a green year, listeners, and this is just the beginning. Uh, poha. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.